Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, March the 4th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, contaminate, which means to make dirty, impure, or unfair bit. Contaminate. Hope everyone is enjoying their Friday or will enjoy their Friday. Uh, end of the work week. We're here and it's been a while since I've been up here. Almost a week or, or just over a week I should say. Uh, hectic work schedule. Hectic work schedule to say the least. It is what it is. But uh, the weather here in North Carolina man, what a difference uh, a month makes. Uh March is coming in. It's coming in with a bang in this part of the world. Uh, temperatures are expected to get up into the 80s this weekend. Man. Uh, wow. Just wow. Uh, maybe we're going to have an early spring. Who knows? It certainly is coming in with a wallop. Man, here comes the heat. <laughs> here comes that good old North Carolina southern heat. Boy. Well, you asked for it. A lot of people said they were tired of the cold. So this is what you get. This is the alternative. Deal with it. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Man. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Whoa. What is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Man, they lost to the uh, Clippers last night. They got drunk, pretty much. The Clippers dominated that game. The whole game. What is going on with that one-time, highly thought-of super team? Man, they can't pull it together to save them their lives. I see them nowhere near the playoffs. I just don't. Uh, maybe because they're in that conference or that division, they can get in first round, but I, I don't see them going any further than that. I, I just don't. It's a flop. The season is a flop. All that uh, talent and all that money that has been spent is gone to not. These guys can't even get on a winning streak. Uh, the Clippers? I'm not knocking the Clippers, but the Clippers? <laughs> Come on, L.A. <laughs> this ain't y'all. This ain't y'all. I, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Been one uh, ever since I could remember from the days of uh, Magic and Kareem and James Worthy and, and even old Kurt Rambis, <laughs> the great hacker. They only came in the game to hack it. Take your arm out of socket, man. But they are not looking like the Lakers. I even, you know, hey, I, I can't remember the last time the Lakers have looked like this. It's been a while. Man, what is going on with you guys? And, and LeBron James has gone as far as to say, hey, he can do without fans being in the stands. A distraction, I guess, is what he was trying to say. But, buddy, homie, pal, you're in the NBA. You're in the NBA. We're not uh, under quarantine anymore. You're not playing in a bubble. You're back home playing in front of the fans. So, yeah, because the fans booed them one night. They booed them out of the Coliseum. They just did. Man. So, uh, I guess the fans booing has got maybe getting in his head. But uh, you guys, got uh, y'all look pitiful. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. The Lakers look horrible. Man, what is going on up in there? Man. All right, let's move along here. Also, man, uh, the gas prices. Whew. The gas prices are, are, are shooting up. It's 
so much so, so uh, what is today? Friday, I guess Thursday morning when we woke up. A lot of places here in North Carolina around this area, we found that gas had jumped up 10 cent. It's slowly approaching that $4. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. If you're thinking that it's going to stop at $4, I think it's going to go over $4 a gallon. $4, that's absurd. That's absurd to me. That is absurd to me. And I may not understand economics like uh, some of you out there, but uh, this ain't got nothing to do with economics. I mean, this is just, uh, I just think it's just people taking advantage. Now they're blaming it on the war and Ukraine, you know, the Ukraine-Russian war. Then they've gone, before that, it was the pandemic and the, you know, the pipelines and the shortages or whatever, what have you. Uh, I'm not even going to say maybe, nah. Uh, I just see it as, as, as these oil companies trying to uh, recoup their loss from COVID. And, and then, you know, that had that pipeline shut down here on the eastern seaboard of the United States. Just it's, it's typical business. It just is. They're just trying to recoup some of their loss. And of course, that that wow, that war in, in Ukraine, it's about a week old now. It, it is. I believe it started last Wednesday or Thursday. And it's about a week old, and Russia's having a little problem uh, taking control of that country. But they're doing it slowly but surely. And and that, for some reason, I'm just trying to figure out and understand how that 40-mile uh, convoy they have of Russian soldiers that are pulling up on the capital city of Kiev. Uh, they say it keeps stalling. Uh, they're saying the soldiers have ran out of food, some uh, gas or whatever, what have you. I don't think that's... Uh, that's that's just a ploy. Maybe that's just what Russia's doing. They're moving slowly but surely, and they're going to get there. Because like I said, uh, they're trying to get that capital city of Kiev, and they've already captured, I, I want to say, two cities. But one city in particular that sits down there off of that Black Sea basin, uh, they've captured the city of uh, Kherson. And now they're making, they want to make two more cities they want to take control of down there. Uh, Michaelov, in Odessa, around that Black Sea Basin. Yeah, I've I've been to Odessa, and, and that was back in '95. Yeah, I, I've been to Odessa, Ukraine. Uh, beautiful city. Took a tour. I, I can remember taking a tour, and and, and beautiful city because uh, the houses and 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 the the, the monuments, uh, the castles, or, or whatever they had there, they were extremely beautiful. Like I said, beautiful city. Sits right down there in the bottom of that Black Sea basin that dumps out into the Black Sea. Major, um, even at that time, it was a, a major city, a major seaport city for, of course, import and export. So a lot of goods got into Ukraine around that area. So that is a strategic stronghold. That whole area, those whole three cities or, or whatever that's down there in that Black Sea basin, yeah, it's a strategic stronghold. And that's how Russia is going to get in and, and cut off supplies also. Control that country. Capture it. Now, uh, another development was that uh, uh, Russia, like I said before, they already have Chernobyl and they uh, the nuclear power plant. They've captured another one as of last night. Started a small fire in there, but uh, those officials that oversee these nuclear power plants say that uh, the fire was put out. It was minimal. It wasn't that bad. It, it didn't get anywhere near a reactor. But now, yeah, Russia has control of that nuclear power plant also. Uh, they're making strong, uh, small gains. 
and maybe that's that's how methodical they are. Uh, a lot of people, a, a lot of reporters and politicians or, or army uh, military strategists are saying that uh, the Ukrainians are putting up a fight and they quite possibly could hold off Russia. Uh, I don't know too much about that, them holding off Russia, because, you know, even with the sanctions, you know, the U.S. released their sanctions. Uh, President Biden gave a State of the Union speech earlier this week, and, and he announced or re-announced the sanctions and, and its purposes of, of pigeonholing the funding that Putin has for the war. And he with the sanctions on the banks, he's uh, attacked those, what they call them, allegorts. So allegorts, those are the rich and wealthy. There's like a certain amount of, of people that hold a large major- majority of the funding in Russia. There's a small group. I guess we would equate it to the, what a lot of us think of when we think of like that Rockefeller thing with all the rich really and truly control the United States. Well, there in Russia is known that those rich, along with whatever politicians they can get going along with them, they really and truthfully control the country. And so with those sanctions on those banks, he's saying, uh, hey, he's, he's Biden is saying, hey, I, I tighten up and put a pigeonhole on their funding. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, Russia is just uh, wow. Uh, they are attacking Ukraine by air with missiles and bombs. Uh, they're attacking the residents. They're blowing up apartment buildings, killing folks. Uh, that is war. It just is. Ain't no video game. Just ain't. This is real life. This is war. And for this generation or, or uh, generation uh, after or before or whatever, uh, this is war. It, it just is. And, and like I said, they're talking about a, a peace talk or, or, or maybe even a, a treaty to stop the fighting for a while to let some of those citizens that want to leave, leave. And of course, as you all know, they have a huge humanitarian crisis of those uh, leaving the country. And, and it's mostly women and children. You know, the, like I said earlier, the men have to stay and fight. They're telling the men, hey, you stay and fight. You don't go anywhere. We need you. 18 to 60, you got to stay and fight. Man. Uh, and also something that came up that was quite interesting. Apparently, there are some uh, African students that are there, of course, studying abroad, and they aren't being allowed to leave, or they're uh, being pushed to the back of the line, literally. Many people are screaming foul and saying racism, racism, racism. Uh, maybe it is, and maybe it's not. I mean, you're just, I hate to word it like this, but the reality of it is you're just a student. You're not a citizen. And they're more concerned with getting their citizens out there, women and children. That's just what, you know, hey, it's war. When the term war is held, (laughs) can't be understated here. You got to see. And and you got to think of the bigger picture also with them just saying, hey, we're going to allow the women and children to go, but the men have to stay. In case there's this big, long, drug-out war, you got to have some citizens left to reproduce. Cruel and heartless as that sound, that is war. It just is. But man, Russia is really... uh, They're saying that that the Ukrainians uh, are putting up a good fight, and yes, they are. But I just think that's just Russia. That's just what they're... They're methodical. This is war, and, and you got... You know, hey... 
can't just go in and, and, and maybe in this instance, or maybe they found out they couldn't just go in there and stop bombing and, and Ukrainians were just going to surrender because they're not. Uh, Ukraine has a lot of resources there. Like I said, those that nuclear power plant, the second one that they captured is supposed to be the largest in Europe. So that's one of their resources uh, uh, there also. Maybe not natural. And then, of course, you know, they, they have the oil, they have the wheat. Uh, there's a lot of goods that are... are Exported out of there and in the United States, uh, we accept or, or buy wheat from them. So they're saying expect prices to rise at the grocery store also, in addition to these gas prices. Along with this inflation in the United States. Wow. Just wow. Uh, hey, man. It is what it is. It just is. It just is. All right. Let's move along here. Um, all right. Let's go get it. Now, this next piece, wow, just wow. We're certainly seeing an uptick in um, parental involvement, if I can say that. <laughs> Looks like two North Carolina mothers and an Indiana teacher find themselves in the hot seat. Wow. Now, there's one North Carolina teacher here in Nightdale, North Carolina, that showed up at the bus stop and started assaulting a child, put him in a headlock and was punching him. Then there was another mother in, uh, I want to say Clayton, North Carolina, that got on the bus and berated the kids for bullying her child. Then we have that Indiana teacher that was caught on camera hitting a student in the head. Why, what in the world is going on with these adults and these children? Bullying. The bullying talking back I mean with, with the mother the first mother here in Nightdale that was at the bus stop uh, <laughs> assaulting those kids literally uh, that was a bullying instant, instance and that mother that got on that school bus that berated those uh, kids and, and the bus driver also uh, statement came out saying she was fed up she was tired she had reported to school officials, teachers, principal, that her child was being bullied and nothing was done. So she took matters into her own hand. Now, let's just stop for a second and let's talk about that where she said that she had talked, she had reported it to the school officials, principal and teachers and nothing has been done. And, and you got to understand, in the world we're living in now, it pigeonholes the teachers and the principal to do to handle disciplinary uh, to take disciplinary action. Now, if they 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 do do this and and you know it's like man, if if you if a student is black, you suspend them. You're you're catching hell for you're suspending too many black kids. If the student is white, you're unfairly targeting white kids because they're a minority. If the student is Hispanic and, and they face disciplinary action, you're, you're, you're talking, you're targeting uh, Hispanics. So they're, they're pigeonholed. They really can't do what they need to do as far as handling disciplinary, taking disciplinary action against these kids, because there's always some watchdog group standing by ready to uh, uh, come up with these this astronomical statistical data that shows you're unfair to minorities. Yes, it is. They're pigeonholed. They can't do anything. Whatever they do, they're going to be scrutinized. It's just all. 
So yeah, the mothers, they, they apparently have, are fed up and they're taking it into their own hands. Now, I don't advocate putting your hands on a child or or uh, uh, berating them to the point that you're talking down to them and talking about them and talking harsh and cruel to them. I just don't. And I certainly don't advocate that teacher. That teacher in Indiana, the backstory on that, at one point in time, he was named Teacher of the Year. And he was set to retire at the end of this year. I believe they said after 30 some odd years, years teaching, he was set to retire. And you can see him on camera. He snatches the kid out of the class. Kid walks away from him. He goes up behind him, uh, snatches them and turns them around and, and pushes them up against the wall. And then whack up. They said they hit him in the head. He hit him in the head, but it was a slap. Uh, I don't advocate that. But let's be realistic here. Have you heard these kids' mouth? The mouth on them. Where did they get it from? The parents. Yeah, these kids now, they have a mouth on them. And, and I have to catch myself sometimes even with my own kids. I mean, the mouth they have on them. <laughs> the mouth they have on them. You'll, you'll, you'll slip for a moment and think there's another it's another adult standing in your face talking trash to you. So, yeah, you, will, uh, you may lose your moment of composure. And that's me using my big words. <laughs> these kids have mouths on that will make you. <laughs> they will take you there. Now, like I said, I don't advocate putting your hands on a child. But a lot of these kids will step out of line. They won't just step out of line. They won't just step over that line. They're, they will totally obliterate that line. They will tear it to shreds. Like I said, you'll be standing there talking to them and you'll think, wait a minute, is this an adult or a child? And then something will come out their mouth and you'll say, okay, this is an adult. And before you know it, you're, you're there. It's just all. So, I mean, I understand. Like I said, uh, for those that are saying, oh, you can't put your hands on the child. I get that, got that, understand that. But I think parents need to do a whole lot more as far as rearing your children in the right direction. Long, short, raise your kids right. I mean, we've become a society, and I understand it, get it, got it, understand it, where you want your kids to have a voice. That's understandable, right? But perhaps rather than saying to your child, we want you to have you have a voice, we want you to have a voice and we want you to be mindful and respectful of the elders because they have truly paved the way for you to be here. So you can, you can voice your uh, displeasure or voice your opinion without being belligerent because that appears to be what is happening with these kids. They are off the hook. Lord, yeah, they will take you there. And like I said, I, I, I have moments with mine where I've, I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. Uh, you're standing here talking to me like you're grown, like you pay bills somewhere. So I have to catch myself sometimes. I have caught myself sometimes and sometimes I haven't. And in those instances where I haven't caught myself, they deserve it. They just did I mean, hey, I was raised in a household where you don't ever, ever in your life disrespect an elder. And if I catch you doing it, glory be to his holy name. <laughs> wow. It certainly is sad that these parents are getting on school buses or showing up at a bus stop, getting into it with a child or a teacher of 30 years that had a, a, a good career and, and now it's all gone for or not, because in addition to him being fired from that school system in Indiana, he's now facing child assault charges. He's a high school teacher. Guy spent 30 years on the job. Man, and now that. 
not saying I'm totally accurate when I say that parents need to do a better job in raising their kids. Maybe there are some uh, circumstances or instances where it it, 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 hey, it it may need to be or may not need to be said or whatever or what have you. But you you got to you got to tighten up on these kids. Uh, if you're under the mindset or you're one of them parents that are saying, hey, my child has a voice, I'll give you that. But you need to teach them when and where and how to use that voice. Because that's how I was raised. It wasn't always uh, hellfire and brimstone and, and total condemnation and, and you're breaking the Ten Commandments. There was a lot of talking going on where it was explained to me why I couldn't or why I shouldn't be disrespectful to elders. Just was. And I think a lot of parents now need to need to get on board with that because these kids you, you, when you don't explain to your child or you don't enforce that to your child the way I see it you, you're allowing your child to come and in, step into an adult realm of reality and if you're in that adult realm of reality and you don't have the mindset to understand certain things or certain nuances when you get out here in the world and you do that you're going to meet just what those these this is just the bare minimum of three separate instances that I found. You're going to meet that adult backlash. You know, the old saying that comes to mind, uh, you want to act like an adult, I'm going to beat you like an adult. <laughs> just does. Come on now. Got to tighten up. You just do. You just do. All right, moving along here. Um, uh, like I told you guys, uh, in February, I did the 25 push-ups for the American Cancer Society. And this month, along in March... Um, I'm doing 45 squats a day, and that equals out to 1,395 squats for the month of March for colon cancer awareness and screening. March is colon cancer uh, awareness month. And, 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 and if you don't know that colon cancer, man, it, it is a, a, another one of those cancers that is on the rise. Just is. And let me go back here. Oh, those squats. <laughs> I told you about the push-ups and, and how I struggled the first day. But over time, of course, I got it down. Man, the squats. Ooh, boy, my legs. My legs are burning. They're burning as we speak. Um, I like doing these challenges because they do not only bring awareness to certain uh, ailments or illnesses, but it, it does help you get back in shape. Like I said with the push-ups and now I'm saying it with the squat, I uh, I knew, but I really ha- didn't have an idea how bad I, out of shape I was. I was I'm out of shape, man. Just saying. Uh, you got to start somewhere. Doesn't matter when, where, or how. Just start. And that's just what I'm doing. I just am. Um, I enjoy it. Gets me up in the morning. Gets me moving and motivated. Uh, even in the evening, sometimes after I get off work, I, I, do, the, I do my exercises Got to get myself back in shape, man. I just do. You know, if you're over 40, they say that's when you start losing your bone mass or your bone density or muscles. I should say your muscle mass. I believe it because, you, hey, you sit around, you stop working out, you stop being stop, you stop being active, just being active, getting up, getting out, doing something. Stop. Let's get off work. You're so drained and you, you're, you're so emotionally and physically depleted, you just sit there. Now, like I said, March is, of course, colon cancer awareness or colorectal cancer awareness month. And they're also advocating screenings. Get your screening. I believe they said if you're over 45, you should get your screen. Got to go get mines at 48. Now, some of the symptoms of colon cancer are 
course, ab abdominal pain and a change in your uh, bowel ha habits, irregular bowels. Some you may not go, or you may go a lot, and the stool is you. It, it may be loose, like a diarrhea, and of course, there's blood in the stool. That's a huge sign. If you ever use the bathroom and you look, you know they say you're supposed to look every time you, you use the bathroom, whether that be urine or or feces. Hey, that's a for, for a lot of diseases and ailments. That's a tell-all sign if you, you find blood. So yeah, you, you got to start looking and, and being aware of what's going on with your body and what's coming out. In addition to what's going in, you got to be aware of what's coming out also. Now, some of the treat, treatments for uh, colon cancer, uh, of course, are dependent on the size and location and how far the, the cancer has spread. There's surgery. Of course, there's mass removal of the uh, lymph node and there's chemotherapy or radiation. And, they, you know, they give you some... Uh, protective drugs also. Now, what they said is there, no, there is no direct cause for colon ca cancer, but there are risk factors. Diet, of course. A uh, lot of meat, beef. That, that Eventually, over time, that will hinder you. Let's just say that. That beef. Now, I'm not being bad. Uh, I'm not knocking beef. But um, it has been proven that a high consumption of beef, it does lead to a lot of ailments. Just does. And, of course, tobacco smoking, heavy alcohol consumption. And then there's another factor. Uh, it may be hereditary. Now, those families that have a high history of uh, hereditary cancer, they're saying that could uh, help facilitate colorectal cancer. And you're at a high risk of developing colon cancer. So if your family has a, a, a history of cancer or maybe even just flat out colon cancer, you're at risk. And that diet, uh, the eating habits, we all have done it. We all, I mean, I know I have. Um, you got to put more vegetables on the plate. And, what's, and that's what they're finding for a lot of ailments. A lot of people aren't consuming vegetables like they should. It's just meat and starches. Your meat, your potatoes, your rice, or, or whatever, or what have you. A lot of people are consuming that, and they don't have any vegetables or fruits. Uh, I'm trying to swing swing myself away from that. I mean, if, if I want a quick snack, because like I told you guys before, I'm a potato chip guy. That's my quick snack. I'll go get me some potato chips and, and water. Now I'm more geared toward uh, getting me some fruit. Getting some fruits and vegetables in my life. Gotta have it. Um, I've noticed a difference as far as me not feeling sluggish all the time. Still working on the tobacco thing, though. I am. I, I, I am. I just am. But I can tell when I eat certain foods, certain meats. Uh, I hate to keep bashing it, but keep saying it. But beef. I feel sluggish, whether it be steak or hamburger, or, or I just feel sluggish. I can tell it. And and when I stopped, it, I'm not, I haven't stopped, but when I cut back on as much of my beef, beef consumption, consumption, I did realize and I did notice I was feeling a little bit more upbeat. So beef is, yeah. Uh, not sure of the correct ter uh, terminology I should use or 
their description, but beef has been found to, uh, it's hard for the human body to digest. I've heard that argument and, and I believe it wholeheartedly. I, I can tell you, yeah. And, and maybe that's got a lot. They, they say it has a lot to how uh, beef is produced. And when I say beef is produced, I mean what the cows are fed. You know, we, we hear the tales of the, the, the steroids they put in cows to help them grow faster. And, and the meat, you know, becomes it's supposed to be better. A lot of people are saying that's that's what's tearing uh, us up apart, tearing us apart also. So everyone go get those colon screenings if you're over 45. You, get, you just got to. Just got to. You got to take care of yourself. Me, myself, and I included. And I have. I'm making small gains, small steps. It's not easy. Uh, habits are hard to break. You know, I, I've been doing this for some years. Just letting my body go. It, it ain't going to happen overnight. So you can't get discouraged. Uh, if I could uh, say anything to anyone... If you're thinking about starting, start slow. Just do something. Get up and do something for 15 or 30 minutes. While you're sitting there looking at TV, get up and do something. Move. Get get active. Get active. Get active. That's the bottom line. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio, Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.